0: On io- or, yes, Io9 or yes, io Gizmodo about Burt Ward that popped up today. <laughs> Please
1: tell me if somebody pulled that because I did. Because I I like yeah, I did. Did. We have to, we have to talk <laughs> about
0: this. I this is it very relevant. It's yeah. superhero. It's you know. It's I, I didn't actually
2: read the article. I just like opened the tab right, like I haven't gone back to look at it yet. But like, I'm I was curious. I mean, you know, it's got
1: to be pretty much what it is on the face of it, right? <laughs>
2: I mean, we can, I mean, do you want to just, why don't we just start the episode and we can get into it? So like, hold on, <laughs> let, me, let me go back to my notes here. That was preamble. That's fine. So welcome to Dance for about Dance, everybody. This is a uh, weekly podcast about nerd stuff. My name is Mark. I'll be your host this week. I'm here with my brother, Paul from Korea. Hi there. And my buddy, Tim
1: from Atlanta. <sighs> from Atlanta for now. We're starting to like start the process of like getting the house fucking listed and shit. And holy fuck, <sighs> oh boy, it's... I am excited, but it is also fucking stressful as shit.
0: Yeah. Moving is fucking stressful. You have to sell a house and I have to move across the world. So like we're both yeah, like Yeah, we have we have different kinds of stress, but uh, both
3: stressed. We're
2: sure. like oh I'm just happy that like I don't have to do all this like coordinating fucking time zone shit. So I <laughs> what I mean like it's going to be real nice to have everybody A in the same time zone, but also B very <laughs> physically in the same area code basically. Like yeah. that's going to be cool. We are getting there, so that's that's happening fast. Yeah. A couple, a few I mean. months. Yep. So yeah. that's cool. So like, we're gonna get through the news and then talk about how shitty fucking 2019 was, and how glad we are that it shattered skull and faint smell of rot is now <laughs> very much firmly stuffed in a hole, ready to be burnt and forgotten, like most of my ex-girl. I mean, you know what? Now that now that 2019 too much. I've said
1: too much. Let's my, just move on. My. 2020 has taken over <laughs> it with a brand new and fresh. Yeah fresh dumpster fire instead yeah. yeah oh yeah well you know <laughs> God, why would you fresh. not just light this
2: the, the the next one on fire as soon as yeah. you fucking start it well, Like it's,
1: it's like the olympic torch right like they just light the new one from the old one yeah, 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 yeah. basically
0: they had, they had it queued up they were ready to yeah, go yeah, you that's... know they were ready yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fuse was there yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so definitely.
1: yeah
2: 2020 started out like shit and like i guess the first thing i'm going to talk about is neil pert drummer mm. from I guess legendary Leg- Canadian yeah. rock band Rush passed away this week at was it 67, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, not not that old, and yeah, no. yeah. always the fucking drummers, huh? Like fucking Bonham or uh, Keith Moon, and fuck, yeah.
2: fuck, yeah, Bonham went
0: first. Bonham, yeah, fuck cancer, man. Yeah,
2: it's usually the it's usually the drummer that goes first, but he they've retired. They well, it's been you know whatever. It sucks. It's been a while. Yeah, they've been retired for a while and stuff. Like I, there was stories about this going around. You know, it just sucks. Uh, There's a yeah, couple others.
1: I, I hadn't heard anything about him being sick, so that one kind of took me by surprise. But I mean, Rush isn't like they had a presence in the U.S., they crossed over a lot more than like a lot of other Canadian bands did, but still. Most,
2: yeah, most Canadian bands yeah. did. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, and again, like one Rush. of the greats. Yeah, not my thing, but like you got to respect that. Plus, they're oh, hometown yeah. boys. Like, we're from St. Catharines and like they wrote like, Side Park about a park that we used to go to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they're local boys too so it's very sad actually i think he's specifically the one who's from because he wrote the lyrics and stuff so if he would have written all that stuff he's from st Catharines specifically or mm-hmm. like the southern ontario area so mm-hmm. it's kind of it is sad and then uh we also lost buck henry who wrote like get smart and was an snl favorite so yeah yeah kind of sucks yeah 20 can already suck it but we'll keep moving there's just a lot of weird random shit happening so i'm just gonna go through Uh it basically how it came in first story was that basically every cw show was renewed for another season except for the ones that we knew were leaving so like arrow and supernatural aren't coming back for spectacular new ninth and sixteenth seasons i guess but literally every other show
1: and they're still backdoor piloting like an arrow spinoff with like that canaries show as well so (sighs) yeah we'll see there was an
2: article about that on io9 too that I was like, I kind of agreed with in terms of like, if they're actually going to do the 20 years in the future thing. Don't do it. Cause yeah, just take all the stakes out of all the modern stuff by doing that. But okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like, I, I'm not surprised they renewed everything. I mean, some of those shows are getting a little long in the tooth. Like are we going to season seven of flash now?
1: We are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Season six is going on right now and uh, season seven will be the next one. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be, that'll be what like season four of legends of tomorrow. Six. Season. Really? Is it that many? Five or, it's five or six. Maybe five. Like I, okay. I think we're and in then, season four or five now, aren't we? We're—I don't know. I mean, there's not a season going on right now. Uh, you no, know what I mean, like kind of on hiatus, but yeah. And then, yeah, Batwoman's getting another season. Black Lightning's getting a fourth season. Those ones—I yeah. I haven't even started watching Batwoman, but Black Lightning. I think out of all of those, I, I'm the most uh, excited to see. Still doing well. I've heard Batwoman is dodgy, but
3: yeah
2: whatever it's a cw show i'm not expecting miracles at this point yeah archer's coming back may 6th on fxx and fx on hulu so that's exciting this will be the post coma season that we've all been kind of waiting for yeah get through the tv stuff like trailers there was a trailer for new mutants that we were asked to talk about i thought it was okay i'm still not super like i'm not that excited about this movie and i never really was so like yay it's coming out Hopefully it'll be good, but it looks like a Like it looks like they're just dumping it in this like merch slot. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it yeah. does. I mean, it's I'm intrigued for sure. It definitely looks very different than any of the other Marvel stuff, whether it's the Fox Marvel or uh, MCU Marvel. Marvel Marvel. Yeah. The D23, the Disney magazine, has apparently put out something recently saying that this will actually be part of the MCU. I don't know how. But maybe this is the introduction of mutants to the MCU, which would be real interesting.
0: Really, really odd. Yeah. I still think they should
2: be doing that Wolverine Hulk. That should be the introduction of mutants into Mm -hmm. this universe. Yeah. Uh, Hey, man.
0: I'm not Kevin Feige. I don't know. What's going on? Maybe the nature of the story, because it's very self-contained and like very science-based because it's like doing experiments on the kids might be like an interesting jumping off point. I can see it narratively, how it would make sense. It just seems so small potatoes when they're finally getting the mutants back in that it seems like they're like... Starting off with a very small bang, <laughs> you know, like it just seems yeah, it's kind of a whimper more than a yeah, bang yeah, yeah. to come in, especially on.
1: with dipping their toes. Yeah, especially with this
0: yeah. group of mutants, like the only one that like in major continuity now is doing anything important, I guess, is magic of all these mutants. Yeah, Magic she's still doing Magic's been in
2: some of the more modern books lately. Ileana too, like they actually have not it's interesting that they got a an
0: Ileana Rasputin in there too. I'm happy like, about it, but like it's just weird. You,
1: yeah. See, this is gonna be weird for me because this group of characters I have no familiarity with whatsoever. So I'm gonna yeah. be going into this having like knowing nothing about any of these these characters and whatever versions they're putting us they're giving us here. Yeah.
2: I mean it's Guardians of the Galaxy again, basically, like throwing you in with new characters, but True, like, yeah. New Mutants. I mean, I probably am more familiar with new mutants than anybody else here right Ooh. now. And even then I probably read like you know, like stuff that was in crossovers, basically. Yeah. Like stuff mm-hmm. that would be part of like X Men crossovers I would have read back in the day. Not characters that I'm super fond of. Right. I was never like a tertiary X reader. Like I was never
0: like, oh, well, i also read X Factor, X Force. Excalibur blah, was blah, worth blah. it was though. Always... Excalibur was worth it. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> when Kitty Pryde yeah, Pride and yeah, Nightcrawler like... were on the team, it was definitely worth it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I was always kind of a, an uncanny and adjectiveless X Men reader. Like just read the two core books and. Probably Wolverine yeah. was usually the books that I would read because mm. those are the characters I was into. Yeah, so. so we'll see. I'm not against it, and like a trip to the theater is a trip to the theater. So hey, I'm yeah. In. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> another trailer for. I'm just gonna call this movie Harley Quinn because, like, yeah. calling it Birds of Prey is fucking dumb. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's not a Birds of Prey movie. But so there was another trailer for the Harley Quinn movie mm-hmm. that looks, like, fun. I guess if that's your thing.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. It looks it looks like it's gonna be a fucking blast. I'm real yeah. interested by the tone that they're striking. I'm real interested to see Ewan McGregor playing Black Mass, playing Roman Sionis There's some shit in there that I am really intrigued by. <laughs>
2: I'm a little disappointed they didn't end up with him as Constantine in the cinematic right. universe, but I'll take Ewan McGregor where I can get Ewan McGregor. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm seeing a lot of shitty dudes online being like, this isn't Cassandra Kane and like uh... Cassandra Kane's a tough fucking character to adapt anyways. Yeah. Like her storyline is so fucking convoluted. So like I'm fine with them doing sort of an updated version on her because she's had like eight different iterations in the right. comic books, anyways. So
0: And it wasn't exactly like they were happy about the existence of Cassandra Kane when it first came out. I remember this because I was following along around the Birds of Prey time that like Cassandra Kane was not never a particularly popular character among dudes anyway, so fuck off. Yeah. Like they they yeah. will just find any excuse to bitch about something, so fuck right off. Like that's that was my flavor of
1: the week what I was getting in fights with dudes over this week. Yeah. Relax your balls, kids. Yeah. Relax your <laughs> balls.
2: Just annoying. Just annoying. Her background costume is still my second favorite background costume mm. of all time. That's like it's like the slickest black costume of all time. <laughs> the black and yellow piece that she had when she first became back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that
1: costume yep. a lot. I know what you're talking about.
2: Cool. Let's keep moving along. Movies that are confusing tonally to me. Doctor Strange lost its director this week, so Scott Derrickson <laughs> is out. Mm-hmm. I honestly, man, at this point, Marvel losing a director means very little to me because, like, they lost Edgar Wright and Ant Man still turned out okay. So I'm just like, all right, but yeah, I think I just feel like I'm not tied to Scott Derrickson the way I was tied to like James Gunn. Basically, yeah. is what I'm trying to get at. So we'll see what happens. I figure Feige kind of knows what he's doing at this point. Like, we're not going to end up with a Thor two situation, you know?
1: Well, I mean that. And Derrickson is very much a horror guy and yeah. I'm sure, like, I'm imagining what happened was that they were he was trying to pull it too hard yeah. into the, you know, he he did do the first Doctor Strange movie and that's fine but I think he probably tried to overextend himself and be like, no, this time we're going fucking way into more of my comfort zone and yeah. he, and uh, Disney and Marvel were just like, nah.
2: Mm, nah, we're not going to go hard, like, they, they, they don't want to go too scary, right? Like, you want to yeah. go ghostbusters you don't want to go fucking exorcist or whatever yeah
1: especially if this is going to be like a movie that sounds like it's going to have a lot of continuity like it's going to be a lot of world building sort of it's Mm -hmm. it seems like this is might be kind of the jumping off point for phase four where they're starting to introduce this multiverse idea which is really a dc idea but Marvel marvel's is...
2: always marvel's always had their own little multiverse too but i mean but, the, the, yeah there's yeah. a reason why there's a, a we have a, a designation for earth and there's a right 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 yeah but is, been around forever.
1: i I just i always if i hear the term multiverse i always think dc and i'm not sure if marvel has always used that same term or whatever but maybe that's just my marvel blindness it depends on the character
2: and like where they're using it this might again this might be the, just them trying to chomp at that fucking yeah like, chomp at dc's heels a little bit who knows because like yeah like well how's dc going to answer this in a movie like they're not so no, I mean,
1: they're not but they just did a bunch of multiverse shit in in tv
2: yeah that's true i don't know i <laughs> at this point this movie is just like i'm on board i figured they didn't want to go too, super like too hard r with this because they're leading a tv audience right into it right like you're not gonna is coming up next yeah that yeah. leads directly into this and have people who are watching the tv show which is a general audience not be able to go see your rated r Doctor Strange movie that also stars Scarlet Witch, like yeah. has Elizabeth Olsen in it. So
0: I'd assume, yeah, yeah, you don't want to push that too hard. Yep, this is uh, D- Disney brand integrity stuff written yeah. all over it, which is like, you know, that's now that's what we're going to like. We should it's expect from Disney mm-hmm. stuff. So like, like that's not your flavor. Better start investing in like lower budget films to go to the theater with or whatever, because like this is what Disney produces. So. Pray DC gets its shit together or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty know. much. I like the Marvel movies. I, this is not yeah. necessarily a complaint. It's just like, this is what we have now because Disney runs everything and they have that like really big picture. We need to keep our brand in a particular demographic so that it appeals to the biggest audience possible. And hit
2: those quadrants, man. You got
0: to hit all four. All four.
2: Huh? got to hit those quadrants, baby. And Bob
0: Iger is a very safe investor overall so he's not gonna like take a lot of chances with his like crown jewel of money makers uh, the marvel cinematic they
2: they very much are kind of disney's crown jewel right now exactly they're the the one who's not taking any shit like critically constantly where like disney animation like the live action movies are always kind of taking a little bit of a drubbing here and there yeah obviously star wars is always kind of a mixed reaction kind of thing now so yeah Marvel's is kind of the only thing they have where they're just like, they could put it out and they have a consistent fan base that just goes and drowns out the people who are bitching, basically. basically. Is kind of how. It yeah. Like the, the fan base that's happy is so loud that it drowns out the people who are bitching, whereas
0: in the other fan bases, they're yeah. not, so. and they don't have to do like major deviation. Yeah, unless it's Captain Marvel. Well, I mean, like that still made a yeah. billion dollars, so you know, <laughs> yeah, like
1: it did. But but we're talking about like the tone of the conversation, right? Not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
0: how much money it made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they don't really have to deviate strongly from their formula for people to say, "Oh, this was a refreshing change for Marvel Cinematic Universe" because their their tone has been pretty like I won't say bland, but vanilla. You know, like it's very much yeah. like in the same flavor country throughout stuff yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, when we get something like thor ragnarok or something that like deviates even if you don't like it you can say oh well it was a change and p- yeah. if it's successful then they can deviate a little bit more but they're never going to get yeah. really far away from the formula like it just doesn't make sense financially it's still superhero comics exactly. too, you
2: know what i mean like you're you're falling inside the range of stuff you do inside a superhero comic which is like to be fair pretty wide in terms of the storytelling you get like you get like high fantasy sci-fi horror mm-hmm. As you should. Spy shit. You get, like, Winter Soldier stuff. Like, you get Black Widow. Things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff they can do. Yeah, so... We
1: get it. You're into it. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're in. We're in. <laughs> what else did I have here? I'm confused right now by Star Trek IV's on-again, off-again nature. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's been some news stories going around. That, like, earlier in the week, there was a news story going around that Star Trek Four was just, like, dead in the water. And then some more stories came out later in the week where they were talking to... Noah Holly yeah no ollie about what he's going to be doing and like he's got a plan for star trek that goes back to its roots and stuff and i was like i thought this movie wasn't happening so now i'm confused as to whether or not star trek 4 is happening or whether
1: and whether it's a reboot or whether it's continuing on the kelvin verse stuff the you know chris pine verse stuff or not and yeah it all seems up in the air right now
2: yeah, so at this point, I'm just going to go with Star Trek 4 is dead, and we should continue <laughs> to look at it as dead, because God only knows if it's ever going to happen or not. And the TV shows are starting, like we're we're two weeks away from Picard starting, uh-huh. like it starts on the 23rd, so or mm-hmm. premieres on the 23rd. The last smaller thing I had here, Legendary Pictures has picked up the rights to produce a movie based on the... X Machina comic, the Brian K. Vaughan, a Tony Harris comic, which will not be called X Machina to avoid confusion with the movie that came out a couple of years ago. It'll be called mm. The Great Machine if it actually does get produced. But that's exciting because that comic's fun yeah. and awesome, and you guys should both yeah, have read it. Yeah, we did. So...
0: I think I did. Well,
2: I don't know if you did. You yeah. have, yeah, for sure. No, we did like Planetary,
1: fun. not X Machina.
2: No, we'll be giving you X amount kind of soon enough. It's fifty <laughs> issue, little run to kind of get yeah. through. Right, um,
1: yeah. Uh, just just to sit down and on a afternoon. Yeah.
2: Or... Hey man, uh, nobody makes you read every DC book. Like that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not I make me read every DC book. Yeah, like that's not us who does that. All right, no, like, I do I...
1: that because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, this is a DC book, man. It came out under their label. It was a ver- or a Wildstorm book. Yeah. Uh, And it finished under DC. So there's that. So before I get into the Golden Globe stuff, I want to, I'm going to read, I want to read the Burt Ward story. So (laughs) the headline, and this is what we were talking about in the preamble, everybody, just so we're all clear. Batman actor Burt Ward claims ABC gave him pills to shrink his superheroic penis. This is the most exciting headline.
1: Yeah, we've seen. Sure. Yeah. Shit. And it's so, so on. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it so it's like, 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 I read this and I was weird. like, well, no, I mean, yeah. this is our whole episode <laughs> this week is Why not? riffing on this. So. About,
2: talking about Burt Ward and <laughs> Adam West, Bat Chunk. Absolutely. Here we go. So I'll just read the article earlier this week, Burt Ward, famous Robin of the 1960s, Batman TV show received a star on the Hollywood walk of fame. Now, Surprising that it took this fucking long for him to get that star, but okay, fine. During the ceremony, he revealed some information that uh, has us just bursting at the seams of curiosity. It turns out while there was nothing flaccid about Ward's charismatic performance as the clearly actually an adult boy wonder, there was one part of Ward's Robin that ABC wanted to have a little less on-screen presence. They thought Robin had a very large bulge for television. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or, oh, page six. Oh, of so course large... it was fucking page six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of
2: course. <laughs> so large was Dick's dick that <laughs> apparently... The Catholic League of Decency complained, and apparently ABC was so concerned about the enormity of the problem. Man, this is whoever wrote this article yeah, is just, it's fucking, just,
1: just fucking loving just it,
2: killing this, just killing this. So concerned about the enormity of the problem that the company took matters into its own hands. Which again, <laughs> phrasing like that's not yeah,
1: that whole paragraph is that, just it's phrasing.
2: It's wow. According to Ward, he was put on medicine from a studio doctor that would, in his words, shrink me up. I Hair took quotes. them three days. Yeah, basically. That's exactly. There are quotes around it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I took them for three days and then I decided that they can probably keep me from having children, Ward <laughs> said. I stopped doing that and I just used my cape to cover it.
1: As we all do, really.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like this because they're talking about how, like, they, Adam West, like, they put a towel in his shorts to give him more of a bulge mm. because he wasn't as, I guess, Doubt. endowed as Burt
1: Ward was. Mm-hmm. I just just yeah I, I, but i this this feels like like him just making some shit up just for like it so, kind of does I,
0: paragraph.
1: it all sounds also sounds like something that might have fucking actually happened in like crazy 60s yeah. hollywood kind of thing i
2: can actually buy that it happened the best is that like the first comment is dick move abc yeah. i just want to give really. a shout out to whoever posted that because that <laughs> Yeah. is the best first post
0: I've ever seen. Second to last so, paragraph and here. It's bravo. worth noting that this isn't the first time Ward has gleefully recounted the difficulties the production of Batman had with his anatomy. So this is like a, just an ongoing saga of like ABC versus Bert Ward's penis. It's just like... You've heard stories like this
1: before right Tim? like have you heard this Yeah yeah and and I bet if we actually looked Back like the reporters he's talking To in these cases are probably all Like young attractive women And so he's like yeah did I tell you about The time that my dick was too big For Batman
2: yeah (laughs) Because he's told stories At cons I've been to where he would talk About like how Adam West was a married man And so couldn't take advantage of their celebrity But Robin was not. So Ooh. he took advantage kind of thing. Like he, he apparently was, he had he was getting he all fun.
1: that. Holy bat trim, Batman.
2: Yeah, he was he was picking up, I guess. <laughs> Doing all right for himself. So, you know, Poop, good for you. Poopy trim. Exactly. <laughs> that came out this week. I'm not sure if it's like on VOD or whatever, but it sounds like Jane Silent Bob is available to get and I watched it. Did you actually end up you watching it? Time. No,
1: not yet. <laughs> I ended up yeah, I ended up getting into some other stuff that would probably I would have enjoyed Jane Silent Bob Reboot more then, but we'll get into that later.
2: Yeah, we will. I'm not going to say anything. We'll just keep (laughs) going. All right, so the last thing I have on my list is we're going to do Golden Globes winners kind of thing. So just do like the top two categories, basically the actors in the movie categories, But just because it usually kind of comes out in the Oscar wash that these movies do well in Uh the next round. So. We'll just start at the top. Best motion picture for a drama 1917 one. I still haven't seen it. I got Me to neither. see it. So. Yeah,
1: I I've been wanting to see that one too. It looks really good. Best motion picture
2: musical comedy uh, once upon a time in Hollywood one for that one.
1: Mm, okay,
2: I'll take it. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, Dolomite was better. I still actually. need this I really want to see Dolomite actually. Dolomite was excellent. Uh yeah. you should definitely see that. So, I mean, it's on Netflix. So you All right, good. It, but. Yeah but like knives out jojo rabbit were both excellent also the only one i haven't seen actually oddly enough is rocket man i just have like very little interest in that movie
0: bohemian rhapsody killed my desire to see rocket man and everyone's saying it's so much better than bohemian rhapsody and i'm like
2: oh yep i've heard the same thing (laughs) it would have to be
0: (laughs) god damn yeah yeah
2: bohemian rhapsody Rhapsody was fucking awful so so. i mean that performance was good but like even then not that good so best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Renee Zellweger, one for Judy, which I hear is an excellent performance. I have not yeah, seen it. Yeah, I want to see it. My, my gay little heart loves yeah. Judy Garland, so, you know. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Joaquin Phoenix, one for the eh. Joker. <gasps> <sighs> yeah.
1: That was the sound of my soul. Leave my body, guys.
2: The only movie that I saw, I, well, actually, you know what? I saw Ford vs. Ferrari now. And, like, I don't think Christian Bale. Really did anything exciting in that i saw marriage story though uh i
1: heard that was really good and i feel like from what i've heard about that movie i feel like adam yeah. driver probably deserved that over fucking Joaquin I, phoenix
2: i don't think i wouldn't say adam driver deserved it i would have said scarlett johansson deserved it though like she fuck she has these like long long fucking monologues in that movie that she just destroys yeah, she she's yeah actually a very talented actress so uh if you haven't seen marriage story you should definitely go take a look at it it's really really good best performance by an actress in a motion
0: picture musical or comedy uh aquafina so good in the farewell i saw it in australia and it was like like she was very funny but like the movie to call it a comedy is like interesting because it's a very like sad quiet like family dramedy i guess but aquafina was just like amazingly well done understated perfect awesome like deserved loved it
1: yeah cool i just i'm i'm not big on aquafina because the whole like african-american cultural appropriation Whoa. thing. i don't know enough but... about her
2: to comment one way or the other yeah. best performance by an actor in a motion picture musical or comedy taron egerton won for rocket man i don't really like him that much but that's fine
1: yeah, he's fine i don't know that he really deserves a He's not a great actor, but he's fucking passable, I suppose. I mean, like,
2: out of the people who were nominated, I would have given it to Leo, but that's Mm. just me. I thought he was really good in that. that. Laura Dern won for her supporting role in Merge
0: Story. Story. Laura Dern all the time, forever. Yes. We love Laura Dern.
2: Yeah. I Actually, I got Bombshell this week, and I'm going to watch it, so I want to see, because Margot Robbie was nominated for Bombshell. It looks interesting. Uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which kind of just feels like they just gave it for him because he's so fucking hot, which is
1: fine. Because <laughs> he's reverse Benjamin buttoning.
2: Yeah. yeah, Basically. <laughs> best director, motion picture. We always talk about this kind of stuff. Sam Mendes won for 1917. Again, one of those movies I gotta see still. Uh, best screenplay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino picked that one up. And then the best animated motion picture, surprisingly missing link one although i don't see spider person here did that get nominated last year though? that would have been last year yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: i think and i don't know if it won this but i think it won i think it won the oscar i don't remember
2: i think it did win the oscar i can't remember if it won the golden
1: globe or not it won one of the two i'm i'm fairly positive
2: that was i mean about it i was surprised when i was going through this that there was a song from cats that was nominated for best Star- yeah. yeah song
0: i didn't there's not that many musicals that come out these days, guys. I <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Yeah. But uh... this—it's uh, memories, right? I think it's memories, or is it beautiful ghosts? It- Oh, I don't, I don't okay know. Say that, that's yeah. a new song that taylor swift wrote for the movie so it's not a very it's not even a good taylor swift song which is like yeah god i'm not a big fan of taylor swift to begin with but like yeah it's not a great song and yeah cats universal pictures removed cats from most awards consideration except for that category so you know
1: I don't know that they removed it so much as just they stopped pushing it when they realized what a fucking monstrosity they'd put together. I think that
0: they did for certain like categories. I remember reading okay. something that they removed it from consideration from certain things. So, yeah, because like, trying to push cats as a winner would have looked really bad for Universal. And I pr- I don't think they wanted to throw good money after bad on that one. Because like, for your consideration, campaigns do cost money. And when you're, yeah. uh, your box office and your opening weekend is $6.5 on a budget of like what? Like $50, 50 million or something like that? Well,
2: uh, no, that movie's a $200 million so... monster. Like that's a big
0: special effects <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's an all CG right. movie. That movie's like $100 well, million. Well, even worse movie. then. So I yeah. saw it. Whatever. <laughs> I was watching
2: a YouTube, like one of my other podcasters that I, I listen to, and they were talking about Cat specifically being the biggest basically money loser of the year like that they they took a complete shit kicking because i i reported 150 million dollar budget it's probably more like an actual 400 million Mm dollar budget with marketing and they didn't market the shit out of this movie for whatever reason oh yeah trailers and fucking tv ads everywhere and like they were interrupting my youtube bullshit with cat ads and I know I'm not in the demographic for that. They were just doing, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's going to say, <laughs> yeah, that, that is not targeted marketing. Right. Because if so, that is the worst targeting ever. They're just fucking yeah. sending that yeah. to everybody. That's desperation
0: blast yeah. marketing. I'd rather fucking like, watch, like, ads for, like, colorectal treatments than seeing those fucking cats' <laughs> faces again. But I saw the movie, so whatever. I I don't know, man. That The trailer, just the trailer we watched just
2: to do that episode filled me with fucking mm-hmm. dread. Like I can't even look at real cats
1: anymore without thinking about <laughs> and getting like kind of Thinking about them fucking and eating uh eating yeah, and cockroaches. I don't, I don't <laughs>
2: and then it's like the weird thing where it's like hey that's Taylor Swift and she's fuzzy and I'm like I, I hate I don't it a don't lot. Like any of this like I usually like looking at Taylor Swift but right now I'm just like can we just turn this whole thing off? Like can we just switch it all down? Just turn mm-hmm. it all down. Just shut it down. Yeah, just shut it the fuck down that was all i had for news this week there was a lot of shit i'm sure i
0: missed something but God. big video game news for pokemon fans so you guys can tune out if you want to uh, so <laughs> Done. Done. yeah so they decided to finish the game and uh they're going to release two expansion packs for 30 dollars for both um called the isle of armor and the crown tundra wait wait can you hold on can we roll yeah. back a second Two DLCs, thirty dollars for both. both. So what? So yeah. Total, so you okay. know how there's like two versions of the game, Sword and Shield, and you have to pay sixty bucks for each. Yes. If you bought it, pay thirty dollars, you get both expansions for one version of the game. Okay, so if you, uh, so okay. you can pay thirty bucks and get both expansions for Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield and this is interesting because it actually looks finished and they're adding textures to fix a lot of the shit that people were complaining about in Sword and Shield like the tree textures and like a lot of the outdoor stuff and they're adding 200 pokemon that were cut from the original Dexit cut which was a big complaint yeah. right and Wait. they're kind of for free but you have to transfer them from the the new expansions or from pokemon home so it's kind of not for free you can get them through trades If you have the, like, vanilla Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can still get those 200 Pokemon that were cut, but you have to trade from someone who has the new expansion. So it's kind of free, but, like, you got to jump through some hoops. So, like, it just seems like kind of backpedaling, but... I'm still going to wait for the expansion pack to be collected into like a game of the year collection version or whatever, because like, I still think 90 bucks for all this content that should have been in the $60 original package. is kind of bullshit. So I'm going to hold off. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you understood what Paul just said, listeners, please send us an email at dancepodcast at com and explain it to Mark I. Yeah.
2: Actually, no, he doesn't need to explain it to me. I, I understand
1: how DLC yeah. works.
2: Well, this this is like... I just don't. Like, the Pokemon stuff, like, the, this is just, like, this is just abusive DLC. Yeah,
0: right? it's, e- it's e- EA. It's,
2: it's EA-esque kind of, like, shitty uh, DLC packages, which, like, interestingly, EA avoided with Star Wars this year. Like, I, I've been back into Battlefront 2. Nope, not Battlefront uh, 2. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh right, Fallen Order. And like, I'm having a blast with it, but like, they haven't done any updates to it. And I'm I'm playing on the highest end console you can. Like, I'm playing on an Xbox One X. And I've done all the little things they told you, like don't store it on your external drive, make sure it's on your internal drive. And I'm still having like buffering issues and like frame drops and shit. I'm like, fuck, this thing was designed for the Series X, I think. Like, it was designed for next gen stuff. You know what I mean? Like, this gen's consoles have just like hit the wall hard. Because I saw the same thing. Like I've been waiting for control. I was talking about mm-hmm. that with Paul. Like waiting for a sale to hit on that. And apparently, it still barely performs 30 FPS on the oh, X. Geez. And I'm like, fuck. Can, like we just get into next yeah. gen already. Like I want my Series X and my PS5, so these games don't bog
1: and run like shit yeah.
0: constantly. So yeah. anyway, so
1: the only thing that I had was uh, news that only I care about. Uh, but I still watch American Horror Story, and it got another three seasons renewed so it had already been renewed for season 10 uh this previous season was season 9 so we're apparently getting at least four more seasons of american and sarah paulson's coming back right which i
0: love sarah paulson so
1: yeah she is awesome and she was definitely one of the best uh best parts of that show so she's coming
2: back which is great is that it for news all right cool so let's uh let's move into geek of the week geek of the week geek of the week all right, so this is the segment where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did this week. So we'll start with Paul.
0: Well, I didn't have a super geeky week this week because, like, you know, just busy doing the moving thing. I guess the geekiest thing I did this week was watch Iron Man pull a set of bagpipes out of a dragon's anus because I went to see Doolittle. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've heard it was pretty oh, yeah. fucking terrible. So Jihoon and I apparently are like making it a point to see all of the worst movies that are getting dumped (laughs) at the end of this year, like literally dumped because oh my, so many poop jokes.
2: This is the, the price you pay for starting a new relationship around the new year when like, Hey, we're going to go to the movies a lot because we're just starting dating. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, all
1: it's, it's, it's all the drags. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's all, you're just getting all this shit dumped into the yeah, right yeah. now. So it's either you go see a bunch of Oscar nomination stuff, which is like yeah. dodgy. If you're going on and a date, depressing as shit. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Well, or you go see like, what was the what, hotel Transylvania three or something like that? Come out the last <laughs> couple of weeks or something. I don't that, know.
1: That spy animated movie or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, in Korea, like, we don't even have a lot of the Oscar stuff, so it's pretty slim yeah, pickings. Like, it. I downloaded all the, the DVD screener stuff that's been coming out. Sort of. Um, but we went to see, oh my God, do little, you know, one of those star studded casts where it's one of those movies that's just obnoxious with how often they try to, like, ram jokes into the the movie and like there it's non-stop dialogue like i was actually counting in between lines of dialogue to see if they gave us any moments of quiet like 10 seconds at the most so like
1: deadpool 2 levels of joke yeah
0: yeah but (laughs) i
2: was was just gonna jump in and be like oh ghostbusters 2016 eh?" so just like (laughs) constantly talking like just not stop eh? yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and (laughs) i favorite things ever yeah and because not only that but the robert downey jr performance was pretty bad like he uh, he puts on this accent accent that's
1: pretty terrible yeah uh,
0: like unintelligible most of the time so what else was bad everything (laughs) the one saving grace i think was that like michael sheen was really trying his best as like the evil blair moodfly who is like Dr. Doolittle's evil counterpart. I guess Dr. Doolittle needed an antagonist. I guess it was so stupid and so bad and then yeah. So at the end so of the instead movie instead of like
1: talking to animals, he like mansplains to
0: animals or some shit. No, what happens is <laughs> like he's just kind of like this I don't know how to explain it. Like the storyline is so bare bones. Like the queen of England is poisoned and he has to find an apple on this tree. On an island that his dead wife discovered because he has a dead wife because everyone needs a tragic backstory too. Uh, and and right? it's got
1: to be based on a woman.
0: Yeah, oh, I yeah. think
2: I'm having a stroke listening to you explain this. Like, okay, stop so, not working. So, like, I feel like I'm having like a like i'm partially paralyzed down the right side or something
0: to find this island he has to go to this pirate island to get his wife's journal from the pirate king who is antonio banderas who happens to be his wife's father so that means antonio banderas is robert downey jr's father-in-law in this movie and then they're like the same age yeah so I think Lily Doolittle was played by Penelope Cruz, but she was hardly in it. I couldn't tell. It was just like, "What what's going on? I don't I know. Hate I hate it. I hate it. It was like, it was nonsensical garbage. You have to
2: stop going to the movies. Like you yeah. can't go to the
0: movies anymore and then tell us about them on the podcast or something. Cause like. <laughs> I'm trying to make it intelligible and it's just like a one heaping pile of garbage after Just another.
2: go see Jumanji. Like. Just go see Jumanji. No, I
0: yeah. I'm sorry. It was <laughs> fun.
2: You know what I mean. Yeah. Like I at least sat down and watched it and was like, "Oh man." I mean, I didn't need to pay for it, but like,
0: I was entertained for 90 minutes, right? Because Doolittle was like, honestly, the constant dialogue was so like endlessly annoying that I actually started getting sleepy because I was just like tired of like engaging with it I was like yeah. three quarters <laughs> through the movie I'm like I was nodding off and oh Rafe finds as the mommy issues tiger oh my god <laughs> what the fuck was going on in this movie okay I don't Tim so like what was the geekiest thing you
2: did this week because if I listen to any more of that I'm going to fucking pass out because I don't know what's happening
0: right now
1: you're not going to be happy about my Geek of the Week either because, you know, there's not a whole lot of shit on TV right now because, you know, we're kind of in between seasons or shits on like midseason break. So I've been getting ca- caught up on stuff uh, and I've been getting caught up on the DCCW Flareover stuff. <laughs> so this week it was finishing off season five of The Flash. I'd basically stalled out after the last like crossover. So I, I finished it off and it's not great. It's not great. It finished it finished decently. It had a decent like the last two or three episodes were good, but man, uh yeah, that that show is just the seasons are becoming more and more filler is the problem. There's less and less of like the interesting overarching shit and more and more of the like here's some just shit that we shoehorned in and like the fucking villain was called cicada this season and that oh. is probably about all that you need to know about the season is that it was named after the villain was an insect
2: a really loud was, animal off right
1: no okay. no no katie katie Sackoff was an older villain uh on those shows um okay. Never mind. who was cicada cicada well there was two cicadas there was like a future cicada it, it was a, another big like fucking time travel season as well so uh. there was like oh Yeah. And it was like the Flash and uh, Iris West's daughter who ends up being XS, which was originally kind of cool, but fucking ended up going the wrong way. And then, yeah, so Cicada, what was it? There was like an older version. I can't remember who the older guy played. Who, Who was the younger one? The younger one is definitely somebody who's played stuff on genre TV before. Older one was played by Chris Klein.
0: Oh, from American Pie?
1: Uh, Yep. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, younger one, Grace Gibbons, was played by Sarah Carter, who has also been... I looked this up recently, but I can't remember it right now, as my brain is fucking fried. Sarah Carter was, oh, I remember. I remember her most from Falling Skies. She played a main role in that series, which was I actually enjoyed that fucking show. And she's also been on a bunch of other like TV shows over the years. Uh, She 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 was also on uh, Smallville in a few episodes as well. So that's she does have like some past genre stuff as well. She played in like Dark Angel as well, way fucking back in the day. So she's been in and out of these like genre TV shows for ages.
2: Oh, Dark Angel, that show! <laughs> I watched a lot of that show. Yeah, because oh, I fucking Jessica, love Jessica Alba. Jessica I, Alba. <laughs> I still love her.
1: Yeah. so yeah so yeah that's what i did i fucking powered through mainly so that i can eventually finally fucking get to christ on infinite earths i powered through the end of season five of flash
2: not fucking worth it i just watched i just watched the goddamn thing when i wanted to I was like hey look at yeah. this
1: next i gotta get through i gotta get through supergirl and arrow arrow i'm not looking forward to
2: that's the luck brother best of luck, yeah. Best of luck. <laughs> man yeah this is like where we all talk about our own shit that doesn't interest anybody else because like i watched a bunch of wrestling this week (laughs) (laughs)
1: there we go
3: yeah
2: we're all it was wrestle kingdom last weekend new japan so like wrestlemania now is like a 10-hour all-day event where you just sit there and watch fucking awful matches from noon till midnight or whatever the fuck the big japanese company splits it over two days so you get two five-hour shows and john moxley and chris jericho were both over there both had matches on both nights, or not on both nights. Mox had matches both nights, but Jericho was on the second night. So it was basically just like, I'm kind of following Jericho over to see what kind of insanity he gets himself into. I ended up having like probably the second best match of the night. And then uh, Moxie tried to kill himself like six different times because that's what he does too.
1: And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's his that finishing it. move. Basically. Suicide. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking dark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to make you guys watch the uh, the next <laughs> AEW pay-per-view because there's definitely like uh, going to be a Moxley probably title match. I think him and Jericho are going to fight for the AEW title. and I assume that's going to be like some kind of disgusting hardcore match because I think I talked about it on the show. His last match involved a barbed wire spiderweb that he suplexed him himself and his opponent through on the last pay-per-view for AEW. And I, that I can handle helps.
1: that. I watched all those old like ECW yeah. uh, tapes back in the day.
2: It felt like a good ECW match, basically. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming you'll be at least familiar with the goings on. Are like, you okay?
1: not entertained?
2: Basically, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, but it was just like yeah, I watched like three days worth of fucking wrestling because like I ended up watching this week's AEW too, and that was fun. But it was pretty cool seeing like Jericho having come back and like done doing the show on live on Wednesday night and or Moxley too. But like the two of them were back in states to do the show after having been in japan on the weekend and you can just see the jet lag on both their faces even like a <laughs> few days later it's like this is not that sucks like going over there but you know mox won their u.s championship in uh, new japan so that was kind of a big deal for him it's mm-hmm. kind of cool yeah so that was it for me for geek of the week i mean we could talk about fallen order more but maybe i'll finish it in something i don't know or make paul play it because he'll be home and be able to play it on the xbox soon enough mm-hmm. so absolutely
1: there is that there
2: is uh, all right so let's get into meat of the episode
1: meat of the episode best meat of last year
2: Ooh. yeah absolutely so thankfully we don't have anything that requires a pressing review finally like there's no <laughs> no, no, no star wars
1: no it'll be picard and then uh and yeah, then birds like, of prey i guess
2: I, yeah because i don't but even then picard's like i think that's coming out week to week so right
1: yeah we'll, 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 we'll be able like, cover that until the end
2: probably march something like that before we really get into that so we get to take a breath at the start of the new year here and look back at the dumpster fire that was 2019 and just try and call out the things the entertainment things the nerdy things that 2019 calendar year brought to us so let's look back over what was the longest century i've ever lived through <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while I like, i figure we start like, i have the list like movies tv music and then Kind of comic slash video games because it depends on, like that's one of those variable ones. I, mean, I assume Tim's not going to have a favorite video game of the year. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like comic, I don't necessarily have a comic that like I was super into all year last year, kind of thing. So we'll start at the top. We'll start with movies. Let's start with Paul. What was your favorite movie of 2019, Paul? Uh,
0: it was Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really it, just really in really my... yeah oh yeah really yeah, 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 yeah. okay. I have honorable mentions, so just wait, okay? Calm, calm <laughs> the fuck down, goddamn. Yeah. So, like. Wait, the, the, wait, wait, wait. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Sorry.
0: <laughs> I have to make my own fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't know. This movie was basically made for me. So, like, okay. I, I don't really. Like, this is no surprise. This should be no surprise to either of you. Like, honestly, like. Uh, it, the only reason it is is because. Endgame was also made for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. baffled. <laughs> so the, I don't know. When it comes to bigger spectacle ones, like when it comes, I'll just give my honorable mentions out of the way. Endgame, Far From Home, yeah, The Farewell, Us, and Midsummer. So uh, those are <laughs> those are like weirdly enough, I've got two horror movies in here, and like horror is not my genre, but there are some really interesting sci-fi or horror concepts going on in those movies that I was like pretty impressed by and Midsummer was just like the cinematography and it was just insane and like just really good storytelling but Knives Out was when I left the theater I was like wow that's a movie that I'd really like to see again as soon as possible it was that moment of like oh like I really enjoyed every single moment of it like it it just had that little bit moment of drag but overall like I think that it's the movie that still pops for me the most overall, and like Endgame was released so early in the year that maybe it's dulled its shine a little bit because you know like this year did take a century, um, or two or three. I can't time. What is time? Like flat circle. Flat circle. Been through this yeah, thing. yeah, flat circle we'll this. But I have to say that Knives Out was really like a breath of fresh air overall for me this year. So I've got to give it to that. It just made me. In spite of the fact that it was a murder mystery, it was, like, rollicking good fun, and I liked every performance in it, and it was just, like, delightful. So, yeah, Knives Out.
2: Fair. Yeah. Knives Out did make my honorable mentions. It was a a surprise for me, Mm -hmm. like, how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, to be honest.
1: Tim... Yeah, so my favorite movie of 2019 ended up being Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Endgame was definitely up there; it was an honorable mention for me, but ultimately it came down to I had 30 plus years invested in the Skywalker saga uh, and in the story of all of those characters, and sort of seeing how it finished. Uh, and I was, for the most part, I was really happy with it. It was really nice for me to sort of get all that closure. I was. I felt more emotionally invested in this movie in what it is, what it ultimately came down to than I was in any other movie that I watched this year, including Endgame. So really resonated with me ultimately. And I thought it sort of closed out, you know, most of the stuff that I wanted to see really well. So
0: Rise of Skywalker was my favorite movie of last year. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Like not. Hmm. Okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean i am also like definitely the biggest star wars fan out of the three of us so yeah. it's probably not that surprising that you know i was you know i was definitely fucking there for that movie yeah that's but fair. i mean i i checked i actually looked back and i think i gave it the same score basically i gave it nine out a ten and i think i also gave end game nine out a ten because i had issues with the fucking wibbly wobbly timey wimey hand wavy shit that uh end game did right I'm just gonna I'm
2: gonna cut you off there when it comes to wibbly wobbly timey wimey hand wavy shit and uh, the dead speak. <laughs> That's where I draw the line in terms of hand wavy bullshit. All so right.
1: well I, d- just fucking be glad that I left you end game instead of I stepping did. all over your shit. I stepping all over your fucking couch. I cabbage wouldn't have given
2: shit. a shit because it is endgame, minus endgame. It's <laughs> always gonna be endgame. The only thing that came close to that was Spider Man. I loved Spider Man too. This was like the nerdiest year for me because the two movies that I liked the best were definitely like avengers endgame crushed it and then spider-man right afterwards i was like i've watched both those movies like a dozen times now like i love those movies
1: yeah avengers was great don't get me wrong i was fucking i was there for like 99 percent of that movie
2: what really got me was going back through the movies that we reviewed over the course of this year and just being like god there was a lot of depressingly mediocre or just like flat out fucking awful movies that yeah were yep. this year like it was a
1: joker aquaman shazam like just like part two it part two yeah, oh, yeah. part two. Oh, and i saw that i was, like, oh, God, was that this year oh fuck. yeah <laughs> i know right but then there's like dr sleep was probably also in my honorable mentions as well i should say i really enjoyed dr sleep my two uh, like non-marvel
2: like crazy honorable mentions were dr sleep and uh once upon a time in hollywood like once mm-hmm. upon a time in hollywood i had a reaction yeah. similar to knives out Where like as soon as i was done i was like i could go watch that again i had such a good time just like hanging out in that yeah. kind of made-up Hollywood movies. Yeah, I was just, like, I was in in that movie, and, I don't know, you know, Tarantino, like, I just... He's yeah. the only auteur director left, it feels like, who's still doing work that I want to watch, so I'm, like, fucking... What about fucking Christopher majors. Nolan? I mean, yes, but that's starting <laughs> to turn... Like, Tenet's starting to look like a big sci-fi movie now, more than it's looking, like, yeah. you know, kind of, like... It's not the same vibe as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know? It's yeah. just a just... different vibe from, like, what you get with Tarantino, so... Don't get me wrong, man. I'm fucking dying to see Tenet because I love me some Nolan. So yeah. it looks like it's going to be entertaining.
1: It looks like it's going to be very much in the inception sort of vein of the of things. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's uh, I feel like that's where he's at his best in that kind of like crime drama-ish space. Yeah. Where he's kind of, there's some kind of scheme going on.
1: So yeah. But with, um, with some crazy fucking sci-fi dynamic laid over it. Yeah, or you know,
2: a Batman cape or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah, or that. Or he's at his best. <laughs> yeah. Or he's at his best. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that's so the, what did we, you said knives out, Paul, and then Tim was. Right, Walker. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, see I was blocking that out already. <laughs> yeah. you know, I hated that movie so fucking much I blocked that out already. Um, and mine was endgame, obviously. Yeah. So cool. Uh, let's move on to television for this year. So twenty nineteen TV. I wanna go to Paul because I can see the disappointment where he's thinking about Game of Thrones. <laughs>
3: sorry 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 was that
1: this
2: year <laughs> no, wait, it, was, it, was, it was it was like may uh, yeah may was, was the, the same end time game. as Endgame. that's right uh, right like they came yeah. out around the same time they both finale around uh, the yeah, same yeah, time yeah.
0: holy fuck mm-hmm. this year is,
2: this year was miserable yeah it was mm-hmm. or
0: last year yeah. i should say it's like i'm still yeah. stuck in it so there you go watchmen number one for me Like that 10 out of 10 rating still holds like I still kind of think about it every once in a while. I'm like, that was really good. (laughs) Do I want to watch it again already? I want to hold off before I watch it again because there's other stuff I need to get through. But it was definitely like the year of me being surprised that I actually cared about a Watchmen adaptation. And not only caring about it, but being like really fucking invested in it by like the first episode. I was in it. I loved it. I w- loved every performance. I want more. I probably won't get more. That makes me really sad. But I think, yeah, it had to. It has to be Watchmen. Like yeah, for sure. I think that it was like just not. I was kind of in the the mindset of like, I don't need this. I don't want this to begin with. And then as soon as I started watching it, I was just surprised and then amazed at how much I loved it. Yeah. So it was like the sure. the, the biggest surprise for me, while also being just like. Consistently good TV. Every single episode was so well conceived and executed, and the series paid off so well. Like there was no disappointments at all. So yeah, Watchmen.
1: Tim, yeah, Watchmen ultimately ended up being mine as well. I mean, it's the only series last year that I only series I can ever really remember TV show, anyways, that I gave a ten out of ten rating to because TV shows generally just end up being like yeah it's great and then there's like one episode that's fucky or something like that but that's fucking whole season of tv was just mm-hmm. fantastic and tv for me like was probably the biggest category like i i definitely consumed more tv this year than movies than music than games maybe maybe comparable with comic books but i mean watchmen not only did everything great, but it took a lot of fucking risks doing it, both in terms of the subject matter, in terms of the fact that they were not overly beholden to the show, like they or to the original graphic novel that they basically built on top of that, not going back and like doing a bunch of flashbacks to shit that we already saw in the graphic novel, kind of thing. So, like, they basically assumed when you started watching this that you'd fucking read that novel. Or otherwise, they were just like, we're not going to fucking hold your hand through this. Like, you've read it or you haven't.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Just
1: fucking go read it if you haven't kind of thing. But took a lot of risk. The acting, writing, editing, production value was all super fucking high. So that was definitely my top for 2019. My honorable mentions were probably uh, The Boys was definitely one of them because apparently 2019 was my year for wanting deconstructed superhero TV. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian was up there, Game of Thrones was up there cuz I was perfectly happy with season 8. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty and The Good Place both continued to be phenomenal and then that first season of What We Do in the Shadows was really fucking funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't talk about my honorable mentions. I only have a couple. RuPaul's Drag Race UK season 1 was awesome. Like it's the, the best cast they've had in a while. Um The Good Place season 4 hasn't finished yet, but it's still like at anytime there's more Good Place I'm happy. Oh, had
1: you guys seen this this past week's
0: episode yet? Not yet. Not yet. I've got no. it. I've got it ready to go. Super good. That's yes. a show
2: I binge when the season ends. So yeah. I, I that's one of those like, oh, Mark's taking a day and just like, I'm going to sit there and watch like a movie, basically. Super yeah. good. Yeah. Like, like 10 episodes or whatever they do. Yeah.
0: yeah, pretty much. And my one anime that you guys can shut up about is Kimetsu no Duh. Yaiba. Um, <laughs> it's the Demon Hunter. It's like a it's just a kickass fun anime where they kill a lot of demons. It's cool. I like it yeah cool tv was
2: weird for me this year so like i think my actual favorite tv show this year was letter kenny like it's probably the show that i <laughs> even have gone back to even though season seven was a little weird but like the other two seasons that came out this year were both hysteric as the seasons pile up and there's more of it to watch it's becoming like that community like that show that i watch in the background It's becoming one of those i love letter kenny a lot obviously people have seen the print i've done and stuff like that so Yeah, Letterkenny is basically like my show of the year. The honorable mentions, like the two big ones were Mandalorian and The Boys for me this year, along with Watchmen. But like specifically, I was surprised to be watching a Star Wars show and not wanting to gouge my fucking eyes out. (laughs) So that was kind of cool. And then like The Boys was just like such a surprise for me because like I was kind of dreading it given its Garth Ennis connections and that kind of stuff. But when I started watching it, I was just like, God, I love Carl Urban so fucking much. Like I just. I want to kiss him on the mouth, you know, he's <laughs> real pretty. Wait, did I say that lot? Jesus.
1: He was, he was wow. excellent in that, in that show.
2: Yeah. So like, I really like enjoyed those. And then, but like, this was the weird year where I gave up on basically everything. Like we kind of have talked about me not watching the Flaro verse stuff anymore, but like I started trying to catch up to Runaways and I got three episodes into season two and just fucking dropped out. <laughs> I tried to watch Cloak and Dagger. I got like three episodes in and was just like, okay, fuck this and dropped out jessica jones i dragged my way through the season that came out this year like that was a tough sit titans we we never really talked about it. <laughs> i think we did talk about it but i by the time i got to the end of that season i was so it, infuriated. it was a mess yeah like, so infuriated by the end of that tv season that i was like i should have given up
1: it started well and then it just it started it, okay a real like, it was like okay. downhill that last yeah.
2: episode was the worst episode of tv i've ever sat through <laughs> like that was the worst written thing i've ever sat through in my life and they're like, yeah. So, like, thank God, Watchmen happened at the end there because that kind of saved DC from me just being like, I'm never reading or watching anything that has the DC fucking button on it ever again. I don't care <laughs> if it's Batman or not because this had Batman shit in it, and I still wanted to kill myself halfway. Oh through, no, though.
1: you're gonna you're gonna watch Doom Patrol season two?
2: Oh yeah, man, I'm all bored for Doom Patrol season two because like that first season was bonkers, and that's yeah. all I want
1: from those shows now is like just go crazy.
2: I want them to move Constantine over to that show. Like let him be fucking on the bonkers show and do yeah, weird, makes more sense
1: shit. there than he does on Legends Tomorrow.
2: Yeah, where he doesn't do anything anymore, he just kind of hangs out and snarks at them. Yeah,
1: stuff. exactly. Bullshit.
2: <laughs> yeah, this that show hit the fucking skids for me this year too, which is disappointing because I was always watching that as my like kind of comfort. Like this is fun. Like I don't have to pay any attention to it. It's just like ridiculous. And that show this year kind of like <laughs> shit the bed on me. I was like, well. Good thing The Boys came out this year, you know? That's, that's <laughs> like, honestly, the, the most TV I've watched the last couple weeks is we have Disney Plus now, and The Simpsons are on it, and they have these fun little collect- collections where you can watch, like, all the Sideshow Bob episodes, so that's basically what oh, I've been doing. Oh,
0: that's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. So Actually,
1: now that I, now that we're mentioning it, I think Doom Patrol would be on my honorable mentions. It was, was definitely one of year, the... Though? Yeah, it was. Started in February. Was
0: it? Okay. It was early uh, 2020. We're going to be, well, we're gonna be ask asking this a lot. Was that this year? Was that this year? Was that this year? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. that year, last year was every year. It was
1: especially for my comic book choice. Yeah. It will be very relevant.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, well he's, that means
2: I know what Tim's talking about. For comics, <laughs> that went on for fucking three hundred years. I don't know. When it is it even done yet? I know it's done, but is it done still? Like they're going <laughs> to add it? Holy shit! All right, so we can just kind of get into the random stuff now. But like, music was the next category that I had on the list. So we'll start with Paul. I'm sure he's got a bunch of people Lady, that I don't singer, want to hear about. Of
3: course. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, FKA Twigs' Magdalene was my number one. Like I was, I had high expectations and they were met and exceeded. Twigs is amazing if you like R and B and some more like experimental electronic stuff. She did that album was impeccable, so go listen to it. Honorable mentions are uh, the new Angel Olsen, uh, All Mirrors, Lizzo's new album is really fun, and Lana Del Rey's Norman Fucking Rockwell. Uh, those were my my albums this year that I had on regular rotation i think yeah so there you go
2: i didn't uh, i liked the twigs and the mona del rey album this year they were both good tim do you have anything you want to talk about
1: so music was a weird one for me 2019 was not i did not listen to a lot of like new albums last year uh it was mostly mostly the kind of stuff i was listening to was like singles on satellite radio um, The only thing that I sort of really lashed onto last year was Vampire Weekend's album that came out in uh, like May, Father of the Bride.
0: That was a fun album, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, all the
1: singles that, that came off at Harmony Hall and This Life and Sunflower were all really fucking solid singles. It's not their best album by far. No. Some of the B-sides are good. Others are really uh, sort of fillery they are definitely taking some risks and doing like some weird collaboration kind of stuff that works sometimes and doesn't work sometimes, but I'm okay with like him, you know, with Ezra and crew taking some, ma- trying to try out some new shit kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Only, only some of it worked.
0: Yeah. The stuff with the Haim sister, uh, yeah. was, she, she, she's a great vocalist, but like some yeah. of the, what, some of the songs that they did together were like, whoa, cool. And then, some of it was just yeah Yeah, it was real
1: middling the steve lacy collaboration stuff was generally pretty good though so
0: Mm.
1: yeah so that was it for me Uh, i mean besides that it was like it was singly stuff like there was like some of the new angel olsen stuff i was into like the the, fucking taylor swift single calm down that came out last year was my fucking jam i mean fucking lizzo truth hurts i was i listened to that fucking song a million times last year so
2: yeah Mm. cool the only two that I really got into this year were uh, the Desert Sessions album that came out so that Josh Homme does his weird Desert Sessions thing every once in a while and actually came out with, I think it's 11 and 12 this year, finally came out. Mm. And that was pretty good. And I was like those, like, because it's like the, he goes out to the desert for a weekend with a bunch of people and like records an album. It's always kind of like it's a bunch experiment.
1: of fucking peyote and mescaline. Yeah, and-
2: basically. <laughs> well, it's Josh Homme. Do yeah. I have to say any of those things? Just implied. <laughs> it's just implied yeah so those are always kind of fun it was a little bit more meandry than they usually are like a little bit more jammy. but i had a good time with it and then obviously like the only thing i was really excited for for this year musically was the fact that tool unfurled its fucking tentacles and put an album out <laughs> so that was kind of fun for me and you can go listen to the episode about how it was not fun for the other two and lots of fun for mark
1: so, um, it was mixed fun yeah but i had a good
2: time with it so that's all that matters uh other than that like i was it was kind of one of those weird like not a lot was coming out in my kind of yeah it was kind
1: of well it was was also a a a weird year so like yeah there was just not much coming out by way of like concrete albums a lot of it was Mm. just like we're shifting more and more now just to like singly kind of stuff at least in in the rock sphere you know maybe more in like the the hip-hop and pop sphere we're starting to get more like Oturi artist, album-y kind of shit. Yeah.
0: My singer-songwriter ladies are still doing their thing. Like, I think it was really a year for, like, women taking the forefront in, on the album part of things. Like, the, like Lana Del Rey finally achieving an album that was front-to-back good, like, finally after, like, mm-hmm. five attempts. And, and Twigs releasing an album after, you know, so long. It's been a, what, like, five, it had been five years. So, like, and a lot of, like, rock bands aren't really, like, bands anymore, or, like, they're just touring. Well, that's the thing, like that. there's so, no, like, so. you really
2: think about, like, rock bands or whatever, like, it's either a legacy band, like, a tool, or, like, like we we finally got Pearl Jam album news this week, like, whoop-dee-doo, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. Even I'm not, ex- like, even that, I'm like, oh, Pearl Jam, well, at least that's a tour, like, I don't even care <laughs> there's an album coming, I'm just, like. There's oh, a
1: Deftones album. album
2: coming this year, isn't there? there is a Deftones record that's purportedly kind of coming this year, which is, that's exciting to me. Cause I still think the Deftones put like good albums out, even though the last one was met with some less than enthusiastic reviews from the fan base. I liked it, but it is, I did notice like afterwards that I was like, yeah, it's not an album I've gone back to very often compared to their other ones. So yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't as, as I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. I just enjoyed it in the moment. So yeah. So we'll see what uh, 2020 brings, but I, yeah, it wasn't like, all these bands are basically legacy bands now and you know what like bands get like when they're into their 10th or 15th year like those albums stop coming out every two years and start coming out every five years yeah Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much that's basically where you're at with anybody who's a big rock art like rock band now because they're still the same fucking bands they were at the end of like 1999 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like rage against the machine got back together like yeah yeah, that's that's where we're at yeah (laughs) whatever i mean i'm excited like i'd like to go see rage and stuff but like It's still 2019. Like, does it matter anymore? It's been 20 years and you broke up. You sell out fucks. Like, yeah. Come back and sell albums. Now that, like, the politics are real shitty and you can get ahead using it, fine. Yeah. When you actually were needed fuck off <laughs> fine uh let's let's move on to that last little category like the uh comic books comics books and games i guess i put kind of put lump them all together yeah Fair. it gets a little bit random for all of us because i know there's probably i could recommend a book that i read this year but i don't know if anybody needs like an advanced photoshop tutorial book that's the kind of shit that i'm reading now is basically just like textbooks so not the most exciting stuff of all time but, uh, yeah, if you have, like, comics or books or video games or whatever, I, mean, I don't know why I'm doing robot dance. I'm doing visual bits. You're doing
0: dance, <laughs> robot dance. Um, I know. Yeah, I, was yeah. missing,
2: I miss Christy, I think, is what the problem is. We were talking to Christy this week a little bit in the chat, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm into, like,
1: visual bits this week. Visual she bit. wants to come back before we before we hit episode 200, so maybe in the next couple of months you'll see her. Fingers crossed.
2: We keep inviting her, but we'll see if we can <laughs> <ever> <laughs> yeah. actually get that uh, solidified, because it is... It's still Christy, you know, yeah. like, it's yeah. still, I love you, Christy, but you're still you.
0: So, there you go. <laughs> so Paul. Okay, so I've got one for each, actually. Um, when it comes to Ooh, uh, com- comic books, a House of X, Powers of X was good. It was really good. And I'm glad yeah. I read it. I was like, uh, I needed a new entry point into X-Men. And I've been reading the Dawn of X stuff and Kitty Pride and Emma Frost, like, kind of teaming up. And uh, the oh, shit really? I, what book is this? Well, this is uh, the Excalibur run in okay. Down of X where like, she's the one running the, the boat to get like medical supplies out to the world and stuff like that. So, you know how we, they, she left a seat open for a third person in the Hellfire club. Well, the red queen is now Kitty pride. Did we not call that? I think we called that. We might've episode. called it. It was, I, I was, I was, it was a good move either way, but yeah, yeah. no house of effects and powers of X was like really fun, like big, story idea that was well executed. And I liked it a lot. For books, there's a novel, I guess, I don't know if it's kind of sort of fiction, but it's definitely based on true, a true story. In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. It is a story about a an abusive lesbian relationship and each segment of the story is kind of in a different literary genre. There's one part of it where it's told in second person, where the memoir writer, who is the victim of abuse, who has come out of the uh, abusive relationship, is speaking directly to her past self in the second person. Like, and when you're reading it as the reader, it's very deeply affecting. It's really depressing, and you should only read it if you're kind of in a good place. But In the Dream House is very, very, very well written. And for games, Link's Awakening Remaster Remake was just so charming and beautiful. I didn't even write that in here, man. I forgot about that one. That's good. Good. It was the, I don't know, it hit all the nostalgia buttons. It was the only remake. I was going to write down Kingdom Hearts 3 is an honorable mention. Like, it was definitely a game I spent time with and had fun with, but it had to be. Link's Awakening because it was the the game that I like sat down and was obsessed with and I had to play through it as quickly as possible because it was just like yeah. made me feel good. It felt good to play. It looked wonderful. It was, you know, it like enhanced every aspect of the original Game Boy game that I had grown up with. So yeah, good times all around.
1: Someday I'll get to it.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, next time we do a two-hander, maybe we should like review that or something. But like, because I played through it and I had a good time with it, but I feel like I'm less rose-tinted on link's awakening Ooh, than you are yeah so fair. like i see the limitations of that game oh, a yeah.
0: lot more oh yeah that
2: i feel like you do you, t- you tend to kind of like you really have rose colored like rose tinted lenses when it comes
0: to. oh the- i sure do yeah <laughs> i use the magnifying glass
2: yeah yeah i had a really good time with uh that remake though so that's cool tim do you want to go through your little
1: list sure don't have a book because i don't really read novels a whole lot anymore. Definitely comic book for me. Uh, It's weird because it started in late 2017 and finished in 2019, and only four of the 12 issues came out in 2019. But anytime an issue did come out, Doomsday Clock was absolutely at the top of my reading pile. I was just really happy with it overall. I've gushed over it multiple times on the podcast, but for anybody that isn't sick of me talking about it yet, it's basically a story that brings the watchman characters into the dc universe proper i don't know if they're gonna do a whole lot with that going forward but you know it had dr manhattan facing off against superman it had adrian veidt like playing around in the dc universe it had a version of rorschach playing around the dc universe the fucking comedian was around for a little bit and shit too and seeing you know my favorite dc characters interact with those like at this point have become Super iconic archetypal characters from that Watchmen story was Jeff Johns just wrote the shit out of that fucking comic book. Gary Frank drew the shit out of it, and uh, I was ultimately really happy with everything that it had to say and sort of what its lasting effects are going to be on the DC universe. I don't want to spoil it because I I'd still like to maybe do an episode on it. Those you know the last episode only came out like a few weeks ago or something like that. So, but suffice it to say, being a Superman fan the way that they have changed Superman's sort of backstory and history made me very happy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, but with my uh, sort of honorable mention for comics would probably also be Superman related because I've been really happy overall with what uh, Brian Michael Bendis has been doing with both Superman and action comics. Ivan Rice is drawing one of those. I can't remember which one off the top I think of my he's head. he's on Superman right now. but Yeah, no. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, And he's been killing that too. I've been grabbing those because there's a lot of
2: controversy about that run. Like there's some people who are not super happy with it. And then I was remember you were happy with it. So I was like, I'm going to look at it because I like Bendis. Like I'm a Bendis fan, like from his Marvel days before Mm -hmm. he kind of took over. That was a bad idea, but I am a Bendis (laughs) fan. So I was like, I want to get into this and read it. Because I am curious to see how he, how his kind of decompressed, very like of the time style sits with
1: characters that i consider a little bit more like timeless and iconic on the dc side the thing is i think he's really got the spirit of superman and also the supporting cast that's one of the things i always look for as somebody that's yeah somebody that's read superman for 20 plus years now and who was like that was my initial comic book collection was superman that was really like I love seeing people really pull in some of those peripheral characters and treat them well, not treat them as just these 1D sort of background characters. So he's been doing a really good job of writing the sort of Lois and Clark relationship. The stuff he's been doing with Jonathan Kent has been really interesting and cool. And they've also let him play around in sort of the periphery of the Superman areas, like with the he sort of reimagined the idea of Superboy creating inspiring the legion of superheroes which is going on right now which is really cool too and even the stuff he's been doing with young justice i've really yeah been enjoying as well so basically anything brian michael bennis has been touching on dc lately has been almost always that sort of top of my reading pile Uh, just just below doomsday clock if there was actually a fucking issue of that yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) for comics for me
2: this year do you have anything else like
1: I didn't play any games that actually were released in 2019. Like I finally finished uh, breath, of wild, breath of the wild, which, which yeah. came out in 2017 in yeah. 2019. And besides that, it's mostly been like Pokemon go, which is also a fucking fair three-year-old fair. game. And like maybe another one or two, like just fun little mobile puzzle games, but I don't think either of them came out this year either. So fair. I don't have any um, 2019 games to pimp.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, a, a lot of this stuff, so I'll just start. And then like a lot of the stuff that I've been reading uh, comic wise has been stuff. It's this stuff that, the boys have been reading basically so that i can kind of keep up with what the podcast guys are listening to are reading right now so like i was up to date on x-men even though i've kind of fallen behind now because i'm a trade waiter like i'm probably the worst of the bunch of us for being a trade waiter especially when somebody like jonathan hickman is working on a book because <laughs> like you want to talk about decompressed the only person i can complain about decompression more is the batman stuff that i've been reading this year so like i finished and caught up to tom king's run of batman i liked it for the most part it didn't need to be 85 issues or whatever however long it was like it was just way too yeah decompressed so when the payoff finally hit i was like underwhelmed but
1: it had some awesome fucking moments it had some cool moments in it when it was high it went real high
2: yeah agreed so like i want to go reread it again like from the beginning and kind of get the whole gist of it but i felt like at the end i was like oh well, after eighty-five issues, I was expecting like everybody to fucking die, I guess, which is not going to
1: happen in the <laughs> comics. So, like, and, and I also wish that the artists hadn't jumped around so much, particularly close to the end. Like, yeah, when they started was... both fucking like throwing Ramita in there and shit, it got real disjointed.
2: Yeah, especially because like Ramita, Ramita's style so his own. Yeah, and I'm not a Ramita guy, but like, like generally speak, like I like his stuff in some spots, but like, he's just not a guy that I go to very often like he's more of a layout guy than he is like a i really like his pencils kind of guy yeah so yeah like that that run was mired by modern comics inability to get a creative team and let them just finish the job together kind of thing
1: Um, yeah well it was also they were putting it out two issues a month and so they were never gonna get uh, a top quality fucking art team to do two issues a month yeah, Stuart him and retired boys. The only yeah. guy I knew who could do two issues a month on a consistent <laughs> basis was Stuart,
2: and it was probably because Wade was inking his stuff. And yeah, like I, I, I don't know anybody who could do two issues a month. Like even as fast as I work now, I'd be like, no, like I would, I wouldn't want to. That's way too mm-hmm. much fucking work.
1: So, yeah,
2: cool. And then uh, yeah, like I read Doomsday Clock. We will, we should do an episode on it. Maybe I don't know. We'll figure out like if Paul can read it or if we want to do a two hand or something. We can definitely get into that one because I have thoughts about that that aren't as glowing as yours are so (laughs) there's that actual books i unless you really want a good blender manual i don't have anything to recommend (laughs) you because that's like literally that's what i've been reading the last two months Is like like how to work blender while i do that and then our philosophy book that is of no interest to anybody except for me and so the only other thing i had was games like games this year were it was a fucking good game year for games Mm -hmm. at the very least 2019 so like resident evil 2 remake was right at the beginning of the year and was excellent
0: Paul played that. Yeah, it was really good. It would have been, uh, if I had done an honorable mentions for games, it should have been up there too. Oh yeah, I did. Kingdom yeah. Hearts. But yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil 2 should have yeah. been there. Absolutely.
2: Sure. <laughs> my actual game of the year this year, I'm actually not sure if I really have like one game that I was like completely 100% on board with this year. I bounced around between a lot of stuff though. Maybe you guys will remember something that I talked about that I went on about. Aside from Bloodstained, which even that I was kind of wishy-washy on oh, I really and need like to replay stuff. I should have added that to my, yeah yeah, good call yeah so bloodstain was was good yes i didn't even platinum it so like there's that i really enjoyed the new metro game that came out this year uh devil may cry 5 was excellent this year link's awakening like paul said was really good i'm in the middle of jedi fallen order and i am just chomping at the bit to play control and like so those are the games that were kind of 2019 in a nutshell for me untitled goose game was basically (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs)
2: probably the most fun i had on a gaming console this year I, I bought that for switch it's on game pass and you can get it on playstation now so that you can get it anywhere like it's on steam and stuff so that was it but whoo yeah until goose game was probably the game that really stopped me and was like oh man sleeper hit this of is the ridiculous. year ridiculous yeah kind of it was kind of one of those sleeper hits where it just like popped up and became a meme overnight and then when i played it i was like holy shit this is totally worth it like it was uh just a fucking ton of fun so If you haven't played Untitled Goose Game, and you basically, if you have Xbox, you can just go get it on Game Pass now. But if you don't, otherwise, like, just go play the Goose Game because, God, it's Mm fun. (laughs) I have one more thing I wanted to ask you, Um, and I didn't want you guys to do a ton of prep, but what are you looking forward to in 2020, nerdy-wise, like, Mm media-wise? So we'll start with Paul. And then take a second, but, like, don't go crazy.
0: Uh, I think that if... (sighs) I'm curious to see what those Pokemon expansions are going to look like. So I can say that, like, I'm intrigued by them. And it might make me actually buy this generation of Pokemon games. So there's that. I really am looking forward to the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that season two of His Dark Materials ends better than the first season, but I think they've kind of fucked themselves on that. I remember I had not recommended it, then recommended it, and I withdraw my recommendation again, so whatever. <laughs> what else is a big genre that I'm looking forward to? Wonder Woman, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about. It looks kind of fun. Um, mm, uh, that's about it. That's oh, be,
2: no no gaming stuff like there's like you're not looking forward to like cyberpunk or like is there a final fantasy coming up next um, year or something like that? no i can't believe you're not even like a little bit curious about cyberpunk 2077 did you not play witcher
0: i played witcher. Not cd
2: project red guy yeah
0: well it's just like it. Yeah, i don't know i, I like, sci-fi
2: I, not fantasy that's always that is kind of
0: a thing with n- you not always true i like I, uh, I don't know it's just not like... it. One of us is going to buy it in this house. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Final so Fantasy like if... VII Remake. I forgot about the Final Fantasy Oh, Facts. yeah. And okay. that's about like a sci-fi, because it's a sci-fi fantasy mix. So... Yeah. Yeah. So those are my things, I guess.
2: RE3? You got RE3 coming out in like a couple months, Yeah, actually. that's pretty
0: cool, too. TV-wise, I'm trying... Um,
2: <laughs> I'm not helping anything the, at all.
0: The finale of The Good Place, I'm really looking forward to... Yeah, me too even though I'm sad that it's going to be gone. All-Stars 5 for RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm really looking forward to, because the rumored cast is fucking gold. Yeah. Oh, and um, Pokemon Masters is getting, like, a huge overhaul and expansion for, like, in terms of mobile games. Like, that came out this year, and I really liked it. I could also have gone in my honorable mentions, but they've made a lot of improvements over the last couple of months where I'm like, wow, this is, like, turning into a mobile game that's actually worth my time. unlike Pokemon Go, which, like, kind of... Tr- like i had a spike with it and then it trickled away from me again so yeah so there's my 2020 i'm cautiously optimistic about stuff but like i'm cautiously optimistic about life in general now so like (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right
1: tim Movie-wise, I'm probably pretty close to Paul. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, I'm looking forward to. Black Widow, I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm pretty excited for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tenet as well, I'm looking forward to. We actually started seeing some initial images from Jared Leto playing Morbius, the living vampire, this week so that i'm my throat won't make the grumbling noise that it wants to make yeah. <laughs> but really what i the movie i'm definitely most excited about is bill and ted face the music bill and ted 3 which comes out in august 2020 okay definitely very excited for that fucking movie music i am so out of touch with like new music and sort of what's coming now that i don't have anything that really sticks out to me Let's see. T V, Picard, definitely. Again, the end of Good Place for sure. What else? What else? Mandalorian season two, which will be end of twenty twenty for sure. Uh fucking Better Call Saul season five, which we get like next month, which we get yep. in February.
2: That's like top next
1: right now. Yeah, that's Fuck that's nine. way that's way up there for me. Uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be end of twenty twenty. I'm pumped yeah. for. I think that's probably the majority of it tv wise why the last man is supposed to come out next year as well and i'm intrigued by that
2: i like if it happens i'm on board because i like that comic a lot so like, yeah. that's something i'm interested in uh we'll have to see how it turns out or if it honestly if it even materializes at this point because who knows right like you know yeah. they always announce these shows are going to happen or movies are going to happen for these kind of like imagey or vertigo kind of books and then they never fucking
1: do and it's yeah. a little frustrating
0: still waiting for us man
1: yeah and uh why the last man has already lost a showrunner as well so yeah rough cool yeah so like i mean i actually had time
2: to kind of sit and think about this question so like i actually had a list of stuff but like you guys basically hit everything because i'd written <laughs> black widow and dr strange uh like i'm excited for marvel to come back basically overall because it's been kind of a like since far from home it's been a pretty quiet year
0: yeah. oh then. wandavision yeah i so didn't like i, I actually yeah, that was 2020 yeah.
1: it just yeah it got pushed back very recently to 2020 so
2: yeah so, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I always want to call that Captain America and Winter Soldier because it's yeah. fucking Cap now. So they need to change that fucking show name. <laughs> and then the two movies, like Black Widow and Doctor Strange. Actually, the Eternals. Like I'm, I'm sure that'll be fine. I don't know what it is. Like yeah. I'm, cu- but I'm curious about that one for sure. I'm cautiously optimistic about New Mutants, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn. And I again, I'm gonna fucking refuse to call that Birds of Prey because <laughs> it's not a Birds of Prey movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. And then, like, I'm on board 100% for Tenet and the new Bond movie that are coming out this year. That's right up my fucking alley Are those two movies. And then, yeah, I'm with Tim for Ghostbusters. Like, I'm... God, I'm holding my fucking breath for that movie. Like, that one's one's got me real nervous. Because I, unlike you guys, will not defend the 2016 piece of garbage. So, there's (laughs) that. And then, like, TV, Picard. Like, I'm dying for Picard and Better Call Saul now. Like, that's just get right to tip right now so I'm just like let's just get there. I know eventually War for Cybertron's supposed to happen this year and like the more I hear about that the more it's like we're giving you a grown-up Netflix Transformers animated series. This is for you, Mark. And I was like all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> let me make like we just have the show already. And then yeah, like I've got game stuff I'm excited for like Cyberpunk having been delayed into 2020 was annoying and I'm excited for that game to come out. Last of Us 2 is this year too. So that's kind of cool. And I think we're getting Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of... What the fuck's that game called? And then, yeah, at the end of the year, it's new console time, right? So, like, in the fall, we're going to be seeing the Series X and the PlayStation 5 finally hit. So, Are you
0: talking the... about Ghost of Tsushima?
2: Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I wanted to call oh, it okay. Tsushima. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sushi... Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima. Is... <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> that's
2: from Letterkenny. That's not right. Like, sushimis <laughs> No? Sushi's? All right. Sushi's, yeah. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't say Sushi. it. That's the problem. Tsushima. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: That's the game. That one I'm excited for. Because it looks like it's kind of got like that Soulsy like Fallen Order kind of play style, so I, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, like I'm excited for the end of the year so we can get to like Series X and PlayStation Five because new console generations always. Like I'm I'm a tech like dork like I love that kind of stuff. So when a new console generation launches, I'm all like, tell me what the processor specs are. Like I want to know how fast it is. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. And like yeah, if we do get a Pearl Jam and a Deftones album this year, I'll be I'll be fine. Like, that'd be cool. I could live with that. Because I like, hear there's a Queens of the Stone Age thing. Like, they're rumored to be in the studio, too, now. So, that would now, be nice. But now that Josh got his uh, Desert Sessions off his chest? It usually means he's written half the album if they do Desert Sessions, basically. Because he usually just takes, like, some of the Desert Sessions songs and throws them and makes them a Queens song. Like, Make It mm-hmm. What You originated as a Desert Sessions song. So, there's that. Let's, uh...
1: That was basically it.
2: Mm-hmm. you guys good you got anything else you want to talk about from 2019 i mean aside from the politics like which, which fuck, just depressing like yeah none plus. of that
1: none of that was my favorite except yeah. the part where where they voted to impeach trump
3: yeah
2: yeah and then it's still he's still killing innocent people so like it doesn't yep. really yeah. matter that's cool yeah let's move on to uh i mean do we need to do geek cred we just recommend us so much shit <laughs> i
0: guess we can do you guys have geek cred to do i, I yeah. guess so all right yeah let's do geek cred and we don't have to do a sting so paul I just watched Midsummer last night and I'm recommending that because like I hadn't seen it in theaters and uh, it was in the DVD screener like pile of stuff that I hadn't watched. So uh, watch Midsummer because it's really like interesting horror. It's like a very not run of the mill horror film, even though it like it has aspects of like horror that you would expect a slasher film to have. It goes about it in such a peculiar way that it's really fascinating to watch. And the performances were really good. Florence Pugh in particular, like really knocked that movie out of the park. She was really wonderful in it. So watch *Midsummer* because it's really fucked up, but it was real good. I've heard it was good. I wanted to go
2: see it. So I have to loop back around and take a look at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: check it out. It's good.
2: That's cool
1: tim so because we covered a good amount of jeopardy last week right now we're in the middle of the jeopardy greatest of all time tournament so they brought in like sort of the three like best known players from the last like 20 years brad Rutter, ken jennings and james Holtower. and they're all going head to head and it's basically like each one has to win three matches total of two games each in order to win the whole tournament so they are like three matches in right now and i won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it yet in terms of who's where but it has definitely been like high level of jeopardy play and you can tell that they're all sort of having a lot of fun with it like just giving each other sort of friendly jabs back and forth and definitely hamming it up making a good show of the whole thing so uh it's yeah if you are a jeopardy fan and you are not watching this already then you're fucking up
2: nice so for me honestly after all the star wars like reviews we did last couple weeks I like was just really feeling the hate, like just letting to quote, the you movies, letting, letting it flow letting the through hate, letting the hate flow through me. <laughs> and I went back to like, I know you guys probably both would hate that I said this, but like the red letter media reviews of those movies and just like the real hateful, like Mr. Plinkett ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch those. Cause I'm not in the fucking mood for this star Wars nonsense right now. I'm going to watch <laughs> them get trashed. But uh, instead of doing that, let's throw some positivity up there. If you have something you want to do creative, like you have a project in mind, like something you want to draw or do, Go do it because that's what I've been able to do the last little while. And we're actually getting to results time and I'm having a good time with it. So go draw or create or write or do whatever weird thing you want to do and put some positive energy into 2020. because Like
1: make a podcast.
2: or Yeah, man, make a podcast <laughs> if you want to. We do that all the time. It, honestly, <laughs> you should see how little effort we have to put in to do yeah. this too. I mean, I, actually, to be fair, you can hear it so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Jihoon and i have been going on writing dates like we instead of like hanging out and just like watching tv together we'll like go out to a cafe together and like just write and it's like just do it like yeah do it. well that's
2: that's that's been my thing and like the boys see the results and i posted a lot of the stuff online now and if you're following me on instagram which i'm always going to be pimping mt underscore go follow me i'm actually posting a bunch of avengers stuff right now i did like a kind of combined avengers piece but I'm posting all the individuals and you're getting, we'll get to the poster sometime next week. I'm not really sure what my posting schedule is like right now, but there's that. But if, yeah, I just 2020 started out like shit. So I was like, let's just do something fun, you know, do something you want to do and ignore the rest of the world. Cause the rest of the world is really depressing right now. So, that's the end of the episode. This went a lot longer than I anticipated it going. Thank you for <laughs> listening, everybody. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you haven't subscribed, please do and leave a rating and review. It helps our visibility. If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about tonight, specifically like 2019, because like, thank God it's fucking dead, you know, just light it on fire. <laughs> yeah. You can let us know on social media at uh, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast on twitter at drd underscore podcast or you can just email us and we'll read it and respond i guess dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com would be where you would email us please have a great week and uh go do something you want to do and we're out of here bye we'll see you next week for something else yeah yeah something rotten
0: else. rotten hell Twenty nineteen right now <laughs>
2: Just slouch out of this week's episode <laughs> slouching towards bethlehem Honestly, uh, that's, that's what it kind of felt like that's what 2019 <laughs> felt like all 300 years of it
3: all right take it easy guys mm-hmm. <laughs> oh paul